Welcome to Account Trends, everybody. I'm Jason Stein with Intuit Accountants. My co-host, David Bergstein, and I are excited to be with you every couple of weeks to share the latest news, interesting perspectives, and hottest trends in the tax and accounting world. We'll have special guests on the show to help break these trends down and give you food for thought as you find new ways to deliver for your clients. But most importantly, we plan on having some fun while doing it. Welcome. Welcome back, everybody, to Account Trends. This is your host, Jason Stein. I'm here with my partner in crime, David Bergstein, CPA, CITP, and Alphabet Soup. How are you today, Mr. David? I'm doing great today. I'm going to add some new letters uh, next week, but uh, yeah? I, I hear we've got a great guest today. Who do we have with us today? We do. We have Mr. Jim Buffington with us today here from Intuit. Uh, Jim, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, David. Always an honor. Really glad to have you. So Jim is uh, our Intuit tax advisory leader. Well, he's advisory services leader, right? But he's been very involved in our tax advisory efforts, and we wanted to uh, bring Jim on to the show and give him an opportunity to talk about what's going on in this space. Now, Jim, uh, I think I feel like I know it's an it's an old trend, uh, but it's kind of really emerging as a very popular trend. I think it's probably enabled by technology and uh, a lot of the push to advisory services. But just let's ground quickly on what exactly is tax advisory. Yeah. Of course, Jason. We throw around the term advisory in our profession a lot, and it certainly has a lot of different connotations. Broadly speaking, advisory separated from compliance services, which are required but not necessarily desired. Advisory is that unique value that the professional brings, their expertise, their um, experience, their acumen in order to make recommendations to the client that really are in service to powering prosperity. For the client, and ultimately, what we find is that helps power prosperity for the firm too. Um, what we have seen is a lot of firms struggle to standardize their advisory services, and it really becomes consulting, which is very one-off. What we've seen some firms do, and um, we're trying to help put that into a standardized process, is lead with tax advisory services, and that is where tax firms are instead of just focusing on the deliverable of a tax return, the preparation uh, stuff, the traditional tax planning, they're focused more on proactive tax strategies, communicating those strategies to their clients, communicating the savings associated with those strategies. And that really changes their value from kind of that compliance that's required, but nobody really wants to you know pay for that or do that it's it's a chore into an investment into a partner in their business into uh much more forward looking instead of looking in the rearview mirror to help align with that client's goals and that's more motivating for clients they're more likely to take action they're more likely to engage and take those recommendations from their pro when they see how much it's going to save them both this year and then into the future let me ask you a question, Mr. Buffington, on this. Uh, is tax advisory only relate to business clients or does it relate to individual clients? That's part one of the question. Yeah, that's a great question. So it certainly could relate to anybody. But what we find from firms, without exception, is um, on average, they're serving about 35% of their clients. 
35% of the clients in a multi-service firm they're delivering tax planning to. Now, some firms are going to be a little higher, especially if they have a niche. They might be 40, 50% of their clients. Some firms are going to be lower, especially if they're very generalist, might be 15 or 20. But in that 35%, when we unpack that, 30% of those clients, 30% of the 35 are business clients, business owners. And most of those business owners uh, will oftentimes own more than one business. And the other 5% tends to be either high net worth, which everybody wants those, but we don't have 100% of our clients that are high net worth. We've got a few. And it's what we call complex tax situations, multi-state, maybe some foreign activities, things that are complex. So generally what we find is 30% of it is business owners. Business, business, business is what drives the tax strategy. And then those high net worth complex situations. Are there some transactional W-2 clients in there? Yes, there are. But most Tax advisors don't really seek those out. They don't enjoy doing those. They don't see a lot of opportunity for planning. And so they tend to focus on the business owners. Okay, that answers part one of the question. I'll take you to part two of the question then. How do these accountants transition their clients that they've been doing the returns for years, charging them a fee to tell them that they're going to change what they're doing and the tax returns only deliverable? How do they do that without upsetting the client? You know, what, what, what's the suggestion that uh, that you come up with through your tax counsel? And, I, I, you know, you put that great piece of literature out that I read, uh, you know, on tax advisory to book, you know, step by step how to do it. Yes, David. So, yeah, let me just say that we learn a lot from our customers. A lot of what I do as the advisory services leader here at Intuit is I have the opportunity to spend time with firms, and I pick, cherry-pick best practices from firms, and then we're able to share that out with the profession. And uh, we're very fortunate in our profession that uh, all of our professionals are very giving and willing to share their expertise, their best practices. And here's generally what firms do, um, what we hear from them, is that by um, growing our practice, we, we, most of us were generalists. We took in every client that came in, we did the compliance work, and then just in a couple of years, we get very busy. And so we've all maxed out doing compliance work. And so as we think about separating advisory services from compliance, we got to draw a line. And that requires a few things. Number one, we need to clearly define what our services are. We need to draw a line Um, And sometimes it helps to create what we call packages of services so that we can see the different services that we do and start to put names around the different services uh, that we deliver. And then we, when we name them, when we separate them, and we put uh, a little bit of a fence around those, it becomes easier to move clients from one service to the next. One of the easiest ways that uh, firms call out is, When they're doing preparation and clients uh, say, wow, that's a big tax bill or I'd love to, you know, get that bill down or how can I save more money? And clients say this all the time when we're having those meetings with them around preparing or delivering compliance things. That's a great opportunity to say, you know, we have some planning and advisory services that can help you align your goals with some tax saving strategies that we're pretty certain we could save you more money 
but it requires ongoing planning and advisory activities and engagements. And so if you'd like to step into those engagements, we would love to get involved with you. And we feel confident that we can deliver a high ROI on the fees that uh, we'd be charging for those services. What we find is most of the time, those clients are like, yeah, sign me up. Of course. They're, we we read in the surveys, we read from AICPA and, and the journals that our clients want more proactive advice from us. They feel like um, they're not getting enough, that we're reactive um, for most of their professionals and they want us to be more proactive. In fact, some of the research we've done at Intuit, when we poll and we research the taxpayers, what we find is eight out of 10 of those taxpayers are willing to pay more money for your services if they see a financial benefit. Either it helps them grow their net worth or they see direct tax savings related to those strategies or some other financial benefit. If there's a direct benefit, the eight out of 10 are willing to pay more money for those services. So they're telling you right there, I'm willing to, if you'll be clear about separating those services and um, have a good engagement and workflow and uh, help me help me get there. Yeah, so, so Jim, you, you talked a little bit about the firms doing this today. You know, aren't there already a ton of firms already offering plannings? You know, like planning, tax planning is not a new concept. It's been around for a long time. It is, yeah. And let me let me just um, put a modifier on there, Jason. We like to call that traditional tax planning. And traditional tax planning uses a traditional tax planner where you start with the tax return and then you do the cases. Maybe you create three cases. You start with your your base year. You adjust for any real-world changes. And then you start creating some assumptions, like if we bought a big uh, asset and expensed it, if we put in a uh, retirement plan, whatever you do. And then you come up with a smaller tax liability or you you basically try to reduce that tax liability. That's great. And yes, we always want to do that. And that is a way that our tax preparers are kind of extending compliance and helping their, their clients save money, but it doesn't illustrate their value. So oftentimes the question we ask is, that's great. You got tax planning and uh, traditional tax planning engagements. You're charging your client for it. But does your client, could your client tell me how much you saved them last year in taxes? Could they put a number on that? And if they couldn't, then what are they paying for? Are they paying for just updating the estimates? Because that's mostly what the clients believe. When we ask your taxpayer clients what they think they're paying for, they're like, I pay them 3000 bucks and I get new estimates. And it doesn't change that much. Okay, that's not a high value engagement from the client's perspective. Um, so if your clients don't know how much you're saving, if they can't put a number on that, then probably you're doing traditional tax planning. These other firms that have been uh, a little bit more at the forefront and updating their service offering are focused more on, hey, here's a tax strategy, and this is what it'll take to implement it. Out-of-pocket cash from you, here's the tax savings related to that, both in the short and in the long term. Um, and here's how it'll help align with your goals. And and they're more focused on asking the client where they want to go, both you know, 20 years from now, 
medium, short term, and then building strategies that line up with that. Um, and I know you're going to ask this question, so let me just piggyback on that. <laughs> um, a lot of a lot of pros will a traditional pros will say, "Well, that's great. If I put a plan together and I give it to them, that's great for one year. But what would I what would I do the next year?" And let me just pause for a second and let you think about that, because there's so much change in the lives of your clients. We're talking about business owners here. We're talking about high net worth and complex taxpayers. They have changes in their family situation. They're moving. They have employees that are working remotely and virtually now. Uh, their business is now probably more online than it ever was. Um, that might mean they're expanding into other states. Uh, it, having employees in other places may have tax implications. Um, there are tremendous changes in the tax laws, federal. And then a year later, it trickles down to state. And then they have regulation at the local level. There is so much complexity, so much change going on today that if you're not planning on a regular basis, and I mean probably quarterly at least with these folks, then you are absolutely missing opportunities to align with the client's goals, to help them with their businesses, to implement proactive tax strategies. There's just no way that you could actually catch all that at compliance time. And more than likely, if you're not, you're going to be doing the firefighter thing that you've always done, reacting and scrambling around for deductions when it comes tax prep time. We, we use a big hose here. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of interesting what you're saying. And, and I agree with you, except I, I look at a little different approach here. Uh, I look at the large firm and then I look at solo practitioners or small firms like myself. The smaller the firm, the more it just becomes advisory services. Because with the business clients, it starts with the client accounting services when I'm doing the books. Uh, with the larger firms, uh, everything's coming down to sitting down with the client, whether you're small or large, and asking them what their goals are. And it could be succession planning. It could be retirement savings. It could be employee retention credits. So. As much as we call it tax advisory and non-tax advisory, I think it's all coming together. But I think what you're really trying to do is make the practitioner aware there's a lot of money to be made in advising your clients. Where it starts, it doesn't matter, but it's a continuous growth. And tax advisory, and I, I do that with my client. I've switched them from it's a deliverable. Actually, this is not a plug since I'm not an Intuit employee. Uh, but when I get back my tax return Lacert, uh, it gives me all these tax planning strategies where I sit down with the client and that's where I start to make that pitch. Hey, I'm delivering a tax return, but there's a lot of tax planning and I have to meet with you a couple of times during the year. And I'd like to change what we're doing from charging you for the tax return to setting up these meetings because Right now, if you contribute here 55000 it's going to save you this much money uh, if you're putting it into a simplified re employee retirement plan. But we need to stay on focus a couple of times a year. So wouldn't it be better if we set up some strategy for what you want to accomplish during the year? So it's mixing tax and regular advisory, but everything truly comes down to tax and saving money. Yeah, I love that you say that, David. And I think some of the best examples that I've seen is 
the the firms only really sell uh, the proactive strategies and their advisory services, and then the tax return and the compliance work just becomes a byproduct of that. It's on that list of things on their menu of services, but it's at the bottom, and that just happens. And I think one of the most cool things that I've witnessed as I've seen firms make this transformation and journey is they start out not exactly knowing how to transition to advisory. And then they make that shift and they start getting better at it and they start feeling better about it. And they move to more regular planning throughout the year. And like you said, they're in the books. They've got cloud accounting now so they can see the books. They're meeting quarterly. It's a great time to use that close period to review a few things, close those books so that they don't make mistakes going behind them. They get to the end of the year, and tax becomes more of just a reconciling event, and it's not the big event of bring me all your stuff. It's not being surprised by, oh, why didn't you tell me this happened? We know what's happening. We've been way in front of this planning so that the preparation and the compliance stuff becomes very small. It is not the big thing. And we've actually seen firms compress their tax season, reducing the amount of time that it takes them to do tax. I remember five years ago when when I had one firm who they had all their business returns done before the March 15th deadline. And that was just amazing. I remember how much we cheered. This last year, when I asked our tax counsel how they were doing on their uh, returns and everything, They had all of their business returns done. Are you ready? By the end of January. By the end of January, they had all of their business activity done. They could close the books. There were no surprises. They'd been planning during the year. So they could just close it out, prepare those tax returns, and they're ready to file. That is amazing. And what happens is now you got more like 10, 11 months to focus more on planning, proactive stuff, keep Keep doing those meetings and looking forward. And by the way, it was kind of implied, but we should call it out. Advisory services are able to bill significantly more than compliance services because you're not competing on, you know, the same tax return that you know looks it looks exactly the same no matter where it came from. And there are 550 thousand firms out there competing on preparing a tax return. The advisory services far more personalized, and those services bill at significantly higher rates. The other thing, and I'm just going to plug this one last thing. So you're compressing your business tax re- uh, return season. You got more months planning. These firms have all lowered their average working hours during the year. So these are firms that during tax season, they'd be up there in the 60, 70 hour range. And that's not great for staff. It's not, doesn't make it a great place to work. They have slowly brought those hours down closer to a 40-hour work week for them and for their staff. And that's amazing. And that makes it a better quality of life for all of us. So we're looking for the four-day work week. Once it's implemented <laughs> in California, it'll go across the country. Oh. <laughs> I think it's gonna happen. Sounds like it. And and there's so much to tie in there, Jim, with with those last points that you just made. And I I, I wish we'd have gotten to them sooner because we're running out of time. But uh, you know, the the thing that that stands out for me is, you know, the coming back to your point about you know charging significantly higher for these services. 
you know, I think this profession has a bit of a, 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 a strange sort of lingering fear about price. Uh, and, and we're all sort of, and it's sort of tied to this, like we're accountants and we're, that's our job is to save money. Right. Uh, and, and there's this sort of a guilty feeling that a lot of people have too around, well, you know, I don't want to price gouge my clients and this and that, but, but I think about, you know, talking to these, these firms and, and you hear people say all the time, you know, well, I advise my clients. I, I tell them, I give them advice all the time when I'm delivering the tax return. And, you know, you ask them, well, are you charging for that? And they're like, no, that's just part of, you know, delivering a great experience for my clients. And I said, well, how many of those clients fight with you over the bill? And all of them, you know, and it, it's because you're still commoditizing, you're still pricing the commodity of the tax return. And then you're giving good customer service, and I'm using my finger quotes, right, uh, of, of providing advice. And then I ask, well, how many of those clients actually implement your advice? Well, pretty pretty nominal. And how many of them call you when they're about to make a big decision in their lives and, and ask for that advice proactively? Well, they rarely do, right? You find out about that truck they bought or the house they purchased or whatever else decision they made at tax time. And so there's there's so many problems that just flipping that model of of moving to the the tax return to the back burner and saying, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that. <clears throat> but what the the real important part and real important work that we're going to focus on is this proactive strategy implementation. We're going to partner together on that. And my services are centered around that business model. And yes, they're higher, uh, but that's going to add, it, it's adding so much more significantly, so much more value to your life and your business. And the other thing that I want to point out is your, your, your point about bringing down the, the amount of hours that, you know, we're demanding from our firms. And that all, of course, ties into the transition away from hourly billing models, because we need to be creating firms that are uh, have a growth trajectory that's not tied to the amount of hours a, a given employee can make. And oh, by the way, people coming into the profession that are new to this profession, the younger generations, they have a zero appetite and zero tolerance for that traditional model. And so I just I just love everything about this. So so Jim, uh, I want to uh, close this out and, and talk about uh, an exciting thing that's coming, right? And Tuit has been really investing in this space, you want to talk us uh, talk to us about uh, the product that's coming uh, that's here to help pros implement these services that we've been talking about here. Yeah, thank you, Jason. And I absolutely agree with everything else that you said about uh, really just quality of life with those firms. Um, we we really deeply care and are passionate about this profession and about our preparers and your clients. And so um, we want to help improve Empower Prosperity within this profession and make it a great place for this next generation to work. Uh, one of the things that we've been doing here at Intuit, and a lot of this did derive from our tax council and some of the firms that have been doing this tax advisory work and cobbling together a lot of applications, is we're creating a one-stop shop where you can uh, do tax planning and communicate those savings and recommend proactive tax strategies to your clients that help align with their goals. And we call that into a tax advisor. It's actually in development right now. We're launching this summer and it has a lot of the key features that folks have been looking for to kind of make it a one-stop shop. 
it pulls in from the tax package, LACERT, and uh, Intuit ProConnect, which is our online solution and integrates directly into the planning module and really creates a beautiful experience for the client. So you can do quarterly planning instead of those 27 pages of columns of numbers that come out of most traditional tax planners. This has a nice PDF report. Color, got your logo on there. Talk about the great things that you can do together. Talk about their uh, goals. We put in the client actions and focuses more on the strategy and the tax savings. So think of it more like 12 pages of color PDF rather than the uh, traditional columns of uh, numbers that kind of overwhelm our clients and isn't a great experience. So that will be coming out uh, this summer, and we are super excited about it. You can learn more about it. We'll put the link down in the show notes uh, to learn more about it, and you can go to our webpage into a tax advisor and find more information there. We've also got some great resources to help onboard traditional firms who may not be doing these services today, uh, give you some resources to learn how to start implementing these in your practice. Beautiful. Perfect. There you have it, folks. Keep an eye out for Intuit Tax Advisor, uh, really designed to help uh, implement these services. And uh, the thing Jim didn't mention either is the speed in which uh, this product helps do that. You know, firms that are doing this work today are often spending many hours cobbling together spreadsheets or whatever else to offer, you know, these advisory services. And um, I'm really excited about this product creating a beautiful experience to to set the stage for the relationship and to produce you know a tax plan in a matter of minutes sometimes absolutely so, yeah thank you jim really appreciate you being here on the show today thank you jason thank you david always great to be with you and really appreciate you doing this podcast to share with our profession well we hope our listeners are enjoying uh the conversations that we're having and uh with that i'll thank everyone for tuning in and we'll catch up with uh, our next guest on the next episode. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review. If you want to learn more about any of the topics discussed on the show, visit intuitaccountants.com forward slash podcast. Account Trends is produced and edited by Luke Johnston. Copyright Intuit 2022.